With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. Do you know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're with us on the uh, Pit Pass Network. Thank you. I uh, do want to thank our parent company as well, Evergreen Podcast Productions. Look for them in a great collection of programming that you'll find there all those uh, inventive and friendly podcasts you'll find look for evergreen podcast production scott casper tony wink in studio pj duran with the week off ed Camp, of course in our studios in advanced north carolina chris bishop it's always good to talk to him through the week check out his new posts on our facebook page also uh tommy boy halverson saw him at the uh, uh the price shopper today tony yeah how'd they go well, he ignored me. It was almost like I wasn't there. Almost like he knew you. I. <coughs> he usually comes up and scares me <laughs> in a in a bar at the airport or in a store. He'll come up right behind you and just go, "Hey," or something like that. You know, just get your attention real quick. And right. I go, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" But I didn't get that from him today. So he must have been somewhere else. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Anyway, big news, of course, um, uh, about who's on the program obviously yeah and the supercross what a shakeup that was this weekend marvin muskin gets his second win in a row you thought he, it would be more wins by now right i thought he would for sure but yeah. well, what's interesting about it is he jumps okay so there's a big wreck as everybody knows chad reed's involved he's out for the season brayton's out I, we don't know how when he's going to return chad what? says he's going to try to race by vegas he's got a, a puncture lung and and busted ribs and brayton I mean, if you haven't seen it, you need to Google or, or YouTube uh, Justin Brayton's Seattle crash. He gets hooked on the back of another motorcycle and spits him up in the air about 15 feet. Poor boy. P- pretty wild. So he's got a torn ACL, MCL, ah. and um, he's he's not going to be racing for a little while. Um, big bummer, but Musk – so Marvin is, is jumping into – they have a red flag – going on and maybe he thought it was the switzerland flag or something but it's (laughs) but it is the red cross flag so you you wheels on the ground when you do that instead he doubles through this whole section oh boy ken rocks is right behind him kenny rolls it everybody else sees it and rolls it marvin was just excited they end up um they 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 let him keep his win but they take his money and you know that's not right one one or the other or both right I don't know, man. I think um, – I don't know. I would have a hard time telling Bobby Fung, okay, that he couldn't keep his money, but we're going to go ahead and let you keep the points. Because that's not right. <laughs> we do that's have Bobby not, on. Bob, oh, he is on the show. Yeah. Okay. And I would never say that to Bobby Fung, by the way. So Jake Johnson on the program, Brandon Robinson, Tegan Temple, Evan Smith. We start the program with our uh, Hicklin Power Sports um interview of the uh, of the program we go to one bobby fong bobby how are you 
boys. How's it going? If if you were ever in that situation, and I disagree with it, I think I've been pretty clear, but if you were ever in that situation where uh, perhaps you didn't see the flag, okay, and you kept rolling and kept racing, as it were, but uh, in this case, Marvin uh, Muskin in, in dirt bike racing was um, uh, was penalized by them taking away his cash, but not his points. Should it be all or nothing? You know, r- realistically, they should let him keep the points. Take his money. The dude makes enough money. Those guys make too much money. Take all his money, honestly, but let him keep the points because he has never won a Supercross championship. So in my case, I, I think the wow. the devastating thing is that could go down to Vegas and he could lose that championship by those six points or whatever it is. And that would be terrible. He ain't going to win that championship. Oh, wow. Cooper Webb's going to win that championship. I th- you, you never know. You That's know, true. Across, yeah, Cooper. just seen two people just get wadded up and get hurt. That could happen tomorrow with anybody. Very, very true. You, a fa- I assume you're a fan of Supercross. You knew all about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Supercross. Well, it's hard not to, I right? Been, yeah. Say that again? I say it's hard not to. It's hard to follow it when we got some road racing happening, like some MotoGP and World <laughs> Supervised. Right. It gets, it gets a little boring for me when some road racing starts. So. Can you, so you fast forward just to the mains. I get it. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bobby Fong's our guest who is a uh, uh, very fast road racer, obviously. Um, Daytona. Bobby's in the books. We know you, you're probably a little frustrated, even though you finished on the podium. Uh, do you think it was the right call to restart the race with four laps to go, or should they call the race complete? What are your thoughts? Oh, Good man, question. I, I'm going to do my best here to try to not sound like a complete tool bag. <laughs> um, Jack, are you rolling tape on this? Real, or okay. do you guys want professional, Bobby? No, no, let's hear it. What do you got? Just don't swear if you can help it. Uh, no, no, honestly, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's part of racing. I think that saying sucks, by the way. Yeah. No. So what is what, it? What it is what, what is it, it is? If it is what it is, what is it? It, it is what it is. I Come got on, Fong. Plain and simple. <laughs> plain and simple. I got beat to the line. Um, I'm not going to cry about it. I got I got outsmarted on the, a three-lap sprint race. Not the Daytona 200. So if, if anybody didn't see the race, yeah, Fong had a 12 plus second lead, right? Or, or when the red, when the well, it was me and Posh just uh, right. me and Posh were playing around most of the race, but I did some serious work during the race. You know, we uh, our pit stops, we struggled a little bit on our pit stops. Um, just that's just the luck of the draw in the 200. But I had to do a lot of work to catch back up to lead the race, and it was me and Brandon Posh just playing around out there, but. I knew that I could lead across the line every single lap with yeah. my M4 Suzuki, no matter what. Uh, three laps to go, they red flagged the race. I thought for sure I had it. I'm like, no way are they going to restart this race. 54 laps, all done. <laughs> right. If they restart this race, everybody's back in it, and not always the best man wins. N- nothing against Kyle. I mean, he was the best man. But at the end of the day, that's not winning the Daytona 200. Mm-hmm. He, that's a three-lap sprint race he won. You know, um, I think I'm just a little bit bitter because I, <laughs> I mean, my team. My, I really wanted it for my team. They haven't won the 200, you know, or if they did, it's been. If they did, they haven't won in a long time. So I, I, uh, I just said I hate that saying, but I, what I will say is that's racing. That's just it, well. If you say Robin's racing, dude, I will come over there. I'm not and talking about that. Butt. I'm talking about that's that's just racing, and and that's that's why we go racing. You never know what's going to happen, and it definitely stinks for you. 
and I give you that. But oh, for sure, and and there's, I got outsmarted. I I was I was third place. I was third fastest on that three lap sprint race. That's all I could say. Yeah. Um, but in the Daytona 200, I could say that we had the best. We had the best package. Well, your Suzuki seemed to have plenty of top speed at Daytona. For sure, for sure. And I was definitely on three laps to go. I was already thinking about getting that Rolex fitted. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I so was the- three laps in. I was three laps to go in the horseshoe, thinking about where am I going to get that thing fitted for my wrist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it for you. I have the I have the tools. I collect watches, so I have the tools. I could do it for you. Uh, All you need to do now is to win the dang thing. What's it worth? Oh, uh, kill me because uh, when we're on the podium, and Kyle's a buddy of mine, and. And I just couldn't. We're in the press room, and and I he put the Rolex on the on the counter while we're in the press room, and uh-huh. I was like, "You did not just put that in front of me." <laughs> I was so jealous looking at that thing. I'm like, Dang. <laughs> "We were funny. I just want the Rolex." We had him on last week, and we were talking about it, and I asked him what he'd take for it, and he's like, uh, "No." But there's some other guys that have quite a few of them that might for the right price. It's and a cash I, thing. That's I said that thing can be bought, probably not by me. Because I don't have enough money. But, oh yes, you do. But somebody can afford that watch. What would you? Wh- What's the value? It, it, I think it's like ten k. But the realistic thing is, I I wasn't. I didn't want the watch for myself. I wanted it for my dad. My oh. husband wanted that. I wanted the watch for my dad. He's been talking about it since my my professional my first professional race. Like he's like, man, it would be nice to get that Rolex. Just you know the. The satisfaction of their kid winning the 200. Sure. And give it to my dad. That's the main thing. That's what killed me. Because I didn't want it really, really realistically for myself. I'm not, I'm not that flashy of a guy. Um, so, it, and I'm definitely, I would just probably, it would just collect dust in my room. You know, but, you know. it's I such would, an iconic. I would have bought it off if, if you'd won it. Yeah. And if, <laughs> yeah, it's such an iconic race. And we've, you know, we've talked about it year year in and year out for the last... 16 years. 16, 15, 16 years we've been talking about the Daytona 200. And I'll tell you, there was not very long ago, who cares about the Daytona 200 except for the people competing in it? That yeah. That is... That's, that's the reality of it, I think. That not, you know, people were... It's kind of... It had lost its luster, but I think... Except for, for the guys that are involved, right? But I yeah. think now... I definitely think that they've they've got the resurgence. There's no joke, legitimate racers yep. in that. There's a t- there's a deep talent pool in the Daytona 200. You see it, um, y- you know it's it's uh, young guys, old guys, um, middle aged guys. That's old guys. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby's the first to laugh. Thank you, Bobby. But in racing, in racing, they're old guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But now, I mean, it it seems like I think the two hundred has is as relevant as it ever has been. Even though it's not I part of the Moto more, America series, I think it's more relevant today than it has been you know, over the last more, thirty years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had we had Hayes, we had Eslick, we had DeSalvo. How did Hayes finish? Black. By the way, I don't even know that. Dude almost passed me to the line. My Shut coach. up. Almost passed me to the line. Yeah. Would you want to go back to the pits with Melissa there? Would you want to go back and disappoint her? No. No, I'm actually heading to Josh's house tomorrow. and I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go hang out with Josh. But, yeah, that uh, he almost passed me to the line. And- Do me a favor. When you see Melissa, give her a hug for me. Say, oh, this is do? this is from we'll Scott do. from Pit Pass because I miss her that much. We'll do. No, I honestly, I don't think Melissa's going to be there. I think she's flying to France. Uh, to test 
for the endurance team. So I'm I'm gonna go help watch uh, their kid named Big Head. So we, I'm gonna go hang out and train and watch Big Head. So you're the babysitter. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Fong, the babysitter. I heard what he pays babysitters. So I I, I didn't win the two hundred. So I need some side cash. You need some cash, baby. Yeah, do what you got to do. Well, that's yeah. what you. He even said it on the show. He pays thirty dollars an hour. <clears throat> He did? Yeah, he, he, he paid his babysitter last year. It was quite a bit of money. I was like, man, that's more than I made all year. And he can write it off, Bobby, it so much. there's no sense he yeah. didn't just pay you a bunch. And not that I'm disappointed, Bobby, but listen, if you were a hot chick, I'd be a lot more interested in the babysitter conversation, okay? For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, I, I totally understand. That. So, Bobby, uh, coming off this, this, even though you say, you know, you got outsmarted or whatever, but you're like you said, your your Suzuki package is really good. You had lots of top speed at Daytona. That has to give you kind of a, a little feather in your cap or a little boost of confidence heading into the Moto America season, especially at the bigger tracks like Road America, Coda, Utah. You know, I'm not even uh, – I mean, yeah, we have definitely top speed. I can't disagree with you, but I'm not even excited about that really. I've just never been on a motorcycle, just popped right on it and literally haven't done much but literally do whatever I want to the thing. Like, it thing feels like a toy. Yeah. I've, you know, I've We're talking about the Suzuki GXS R600, correct? Yeah, well, we tested at Jennings a few days before uh, Daytona, and I got on that thing and literally was like at lap record pace on the 600 mm. immediately. And uh, I was like, man, I've, I haven't had fun like riding a street bike in a long time. What's like, the difference? What like, What makes it so special? It's just a solid machine. They, I mean, it's been the same for God knows how long, but they have so much development on that thing. They have so many years of so many different riders riding that bike. It's just a solid bike. And I'm mm -hmm. so used to riding super bikes with a whole bunch of electronics, and you got to just literally killing yourself out there, just holding on for dear life, like the Cowie and the Honda. They're great bikes, but it's just so physical with the electronics and just, trying to get every last thing out of it and yet you're still battling for fifth through tenth you know what i mean and that's no fun whatsoever and um i haven't had fun riding a motorcycle in a long time other than on my dirt bike right uh, i haven't had fun riding in a long time until i got on that 600 again so i think that's I'm definitely a happy guy bobby no, I, I, I did miss an r right I no just he said gxsr i think is what you said but whatever we got it so okay okay just yeah. as long as you don't say jixer i hate i, I, hate I strongly that dislike yeah it's oh, like crotch rocket crotch rocket and jixers yeah, yeah how's oh, that God. jixer running there bobby uh, uh God, that kills me how's your jixer running bro <laughs> uh, got the chrome we know those guys we know those guys who say that too i uh, have to tell you something i was when i was in pittsburgh this week working and uh there was a crew of uh, guys on street bikes, okay, uh, riding wheelies up a hill. Oh, and there they... must have been 30, 35 of them easy. Dirt bikes in city? No, these are street bikes. Oh, okay, right. Street bikes. Okay. And I was like, you know, I was praying one of them would have a bad get off just so I could prove my point that you guys are idiots for out there doing that. That's stupid. That's not a nice thing to pray about. Well, I didn't pray. That's you it. said pray. Did I say pray? It's still not a nice thing to even think, Scott. But th th they shouldn't be doing that on, on the streets of America or anywhere. It's the streets it's of America. Are you hearing this, Bobby? Oh. Yeah, they're just. Yeah, I, I hear. I hear. I'm with. It's I'm just with irresponsible. Not, but they are a whole bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> I'm not There's a whole bunch of knuckleheads, and it's just sometimes you just. They're the same guys that buy sport quads. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? Hey, do me a favor, uh, Jack. Mark the tape. Would you please mark the uh, the show at this point? Because Bobby Fung actually agreed with me. Okay? <laughs> and he's good. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Bobby Fung, our guest, uh, you remember, of course, 2017, the year, what we call the Bobby Fung year, finished uh, in seventh overall as the Moto America Motul Superbike Championship and third in the Bizarre Superstock 1000 Championship. If you could take that year or 2018 and change anything, what would it be? Oh, God. Here's one of those answers where you want me to be realistic or whatnot. Sure. Um, Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of pluses and minuses for sure. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, um, and I'm thankful for all of it because it just made me a better rider. That's how you learn. Made me a better person. So there was there's a lot of things behind the scenes going on with uh, in 2017 and even 2018 that not not a lot of people know, and it's just better not to talk about it. Um, but sometimes people look at the results. But it makes such good radio. <laughs> it does make it does make such good radio or podcast, whatever Thank you, you want to call Thank it. You. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that on a personal personal level. But for sure, it's like a lot of people, a standard fan, will look like, oh, and Bobby Fong struggling. He lost his edge. But who said that? No, it's just it's just in general, people. You know, oh, okay. Like, man, seventeen. That Cali was your year. I mean, every year is my year. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't forget how to ride a motorcycle. It's just people don't know what really. I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did on about lap 52, 54, yeah. the Daytona two hundred. That's when you forgot. Oh no, I forgot I arrived then, and I forgot. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just crazy what people what people say, and I I try to not really listen to people anymore, and just kind of just do my thing. And I'm too old, man. I'm, yeah, seven years old. Man. Now you're spending time at Men's Warehouse picking out ties. Let's go back to Tony. I, I'm telling you, man, that old age to get to you. <laughs> so the season kicks off, or the Moto America season kicks off in just a few weeks at Road Atlanta. Mm. You got to be stoked. We are. are. Is that the next time you're going to ride the bike? You got any testing track days lined up before then? We were thinking about uh, the team was thinking about riding uh, the week before Road Atlanta, but that's not going to happen. So we, uh, yeah, we're just going to show up at Atlanta. I, I'm. I feel like the bike is well ready. I'm ready to go. Um, you sound like it. I mean, I'm stoked. Hopefully, it's just sunny. Um, but no matter what, it's the same for everybody. But man, I got to say, last year we would show up at every single track, and it would rain at least one day. Sure. Every yep. day. I mean, most. Of the, I mean, every single damn weekend. It is, is it? Fun. Is it global warming, Bobby? Is that what's doing it all? I honestly, I have no idea because they know people know how much I hate the rain. So just know that it's rain. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes the rain. I mean, I mean, there there are those guys out there that only do good in the rain because they can't do that good in the dry. So like, man, I hope it rains. I'm like, man, let me say that because you can't go that great in the dry. Is your bike that you're gonna, that you're racing the 200? How, how what are the technical? I mean, is like, is it going to be a bunch of you know, the technical regulations different than the for the season that you or for pardon what do you mean i just didn't i didn't know how different the technical regulations if at all for your suzuki between the daytona 200 and the moto america super sports series uh for the 200 like we could run uh we could run some nice fuel and thing um but other than that it's basically the same we have the same bike other than just the fuel we had that uh that good smelling mr12 or something like that for the daytona 200 and then we have, I forget exactly what, I know it's VP this year, but I forget what, what type of VP fuel. Um, 
So yeah, that just the fuel stuff. But other than that, we have, it's the same motorcycle. You know that stuff's not and, good for you to breathe in, right? It's, everybody wants to crack that thing and take a big whiff. It's absolutely yeah. cancer causing. I do not. I, I do not We're recommend. We're talking about the fuel. Yes. I just, oh, I yeah. just, I mean, there's so many things that are cancer causing. I mean, there's life. There's other things that yeah, but <laughs> life, life. Seriously. My mom has cancer, and guess what? She never smoked. Uh, brain cancer. I'm, I would assume you know, the, and she's I'm she was an accountant. That. I mean, what are you going to do? It's cancer, right? It's the uh, evil it's sea word. Luck of the draw, man. Yeah, it's like uh, it's just like getting red flags with three laps to go. It's just luck <laughs> of the draw, I think it cancer's worse, but no, no it really is. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I'm just, but Scott's the jerk that brought it up. So yeah. what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good, Bobby. Uh, congratulations on on uh, your newfound. Um, passion to to go racing dirt uh, street bikes it's, it's fun to road listen. racing bikes excuse yeah. me but uh, your crotch your jixer but uh <laughs> my crotch rocket your crotch rocket jixer but yep. no i think honestly i mean with your experience and and knowing you know how to win races and for a guy that's stoked to go racing that's trouble for the rest of the field i believe Bobby Fong. it's a good feeling man definitely a good feeling i've never been uh i've never been more confident not trying to sound cocky but i'm just uh, there to have fun and just know that we could do good i don't we, doubt you know bet. we have a restaurant here named after you right yeah we've talked about it every yeah. single time we have well i just brought that up because i think they're thinking about actually putting out a, a special pizza called the bobby fong you should go in there and actually uh, suggest that oh believe me i will and what would you want on that pizza if it was to be called the bobby fong what would it be Literally, there's not much I don't like in this world other than olives. Oh, me Put too. On that thing other than olives, like yeah. black so, olives. They're the any olives. Ugh. Just the smell of olives. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, uh, no olives on the Bobby Fung. Okay. Yeah. I'll see if I can get that done and see if we can get a picture taken of it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Bobby, it's, it's always a good talk with you. Fun you, talking to you guys. You want to roll? You want to roll through your sponsors? Anybody want to mention? You know what? Uh, Chris Ulrich and John Ulrich. And, uh, Heroes. Just, Heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. Just those, those two right now and everybody else who has helped me. Um, you know, I, there's a long list of them for sure, but uh, mainly Chris and John Ulrich and the whole, M4, the whole M4 team and everybody. My crew dudes, everybody. So, um, M4X star Suzuki. Yep. And Suzuki. So. <laughs> Tony, how much are tickets for kids uh, if they were going to go to watch? Uh, Just five bucks. How much? Jack, are you playing? You play Night Rider? It's Night Rider. Are you, uh, are you testing me? Are you testing me? <laughs> it's Night Rider, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're coming out with a new Night Rider movie. You know that, right? Are they really? Uh, oh, yeah. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to not see it. Oh, yeah. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Who was the star of Night Rider? Do you remember? Um, the guy that was on Baywatch. What's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, Mike, that that uh, guy. He, he recently had a bunch of liposuction done, so he's ready to go. I think he always had liposuction done. <laughs> Tony, it yeah. was uh, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff yeah. that's him. Huge I, in Germany, I've, by the way. I have never been accused of looking like him, did even you, when he was younger. Did you know that, Bobby, that uh, David Hasselhoff is huge musically in Germany? No way. Yeah. Musically? Look it up, dude. It's huge. Whatever. No, I seriously. I every single day. Listen, we listen to you and watch you every single day. You're one of the stars of, uh, of of motorcycle racing. Appreciate you jumping on, Bobby. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks, guys. We'll yep. talk soon. We'll see you at the races. There we go. Bobby Fong heading to the pits. Uh, Evan Smith is waiting in the wings, and we are running a little bit late. Wow, five minutes late, Jack. I'm sorry. It's my bad, right? 
Or is it yours? Uh-huh. The people on radio can't see what you just did, but I would assume that We're you're saying I'm number now. one. We're podcast now. Well, right this minute, we are being podcast on the ever uh, Evergreen Podcast System. Back after this, stay tuned. This is Tim Ferry, hero of Motocross Nation in USA, and you're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Henry Wild, flat track and road racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Right, welcome back. I want to thank uh, good conversation with Bobby Fong. That was or fun, wasn't it? It was fun, yeah. Jack, we can go to our next guest. Just, uh... I know you're efforting to, to oh, oh, reach a guest, yeah, but it's all good. Jump ahead, Jack. I do want to thank... Uh, you know around. what I did this weekend, Scott? What is that? I went racing dirt bikes, as you I have been where? doing. You were where? Because I saw a couple posts Yeah, I went pictures. to a very 
many complimentary things on the uh, social media about my racing. I was pretty pleased with myself. I've lost some 50, weight. You're just shy of 50 pounds lost, dude. You look awesome. Thanks. And it, but I've been a supporter of, of yours since you were a little kid, so why would that surprise you? What's surprising is I was actually little at one point. <laughs> you so. were a kid. <laughs> Everybody's little when they're kids. I was, yeah, so. Uh, you never even had a mullet. I never had a mullet. I didn't either. Never had one. So there is some class left for both of us. We can look back on our childhood and go, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's any class for either one of us. I think oh, we're wow. Okay. Guilty by association, but with each other. So. Wow. That was close. But it was a good time. I raced I raced a Husky 300. But what track were you at? What state were you in? Illinois. Prophetstown, okay. Illinois. It's, Prophetstown. Yeah, and, it's, and it really, you know, I'm, I've... Somebody asked me, how was the race? Did you... It's all sand. It's yeah. got a motocross track in it. It's got... Um, you don't like sand, though, do you? No, I love sand. But it... So it's it's a woods race. It's it was an hour and a half long. It was like an hour and forty five by the time we 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 got across the line. But um, any roots? It wasn't too bad actually. It did get a little rough, but it was pretty good. It was fun. And um, Bill Gussie put it on. Who puts on the I loose run? I love Bill Gussie. He's such a positive guy. <laughs> yeah. I bark at him when I go through scoring. <laughs> he's standing there and he hits me in the head with a flag. There it is. Yep. So that's my buddy. But it was a good time and it was part of the. Iowa it's, series or whatever. They call and him Illinois. Cowboy Bill Gussie. Is that his nickname? Cowboy I don't Bill. think what you what they call him, you can say on the air. Not on the not on the podcast or radio program. Well, you can't you can't on the podcast, but not on the <laughs> not on the radio. All right, uh, our next guest, after finishing the 2018 GNCC series in 25th place in the XC2 250 Pro class, he's currently sitting fifth. Wow. Through the two rounds wow. this year, it's Tegan Temple. He joins us now. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? We're hey, good. Thanks. I appreciate you jumping yeah. on a little early. A little I know. early, yeah. Yeah, no worries. You uh, talk about your season so far. I know it's only two races in, but um, you've been doing the Kenda Full Sprint Enduro Series as well in the Pro 2 class, right, and the GNCC. So talk about your program. Yeah, I, uh, you know, started out this year, uh, hit the National Enduros too, and uh, – yeah, really pumped on how it's going so far. Um, I didn't have expectations. Mm, did, we, did, did we lose him, Jack? Already? Okay. Um, and by the way, it's the XC2 250 Pro Class, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that's what he's. That's what Tegan's. Uh, by the way, cool name. By the way, Tegan Temple. Tegan, are you in a bad spot? Maybe we can try to yeah. get you a little closer to the window. Or there something. he is. I'm on the. I'm on the road here. Okay, uh, very cool. And what state are you in, Tegan? Carolina right now. I just got done racing the alligator and heading north now. Oh yeah, how was the alligator enduro? I, I'm bummed they're not doing it during Bike Week now because we aren't there to ride it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was actually my first time racing it, and uh, it was uh, it was you know tough to read the trail with all the palmetto leaves and right. you know with the palmetto roots it was pretty gnarly. Uh, I mean, I had a good time. What minute were you on? I was on 23. So it should have been established by then, I would think. Yeah, yeah. There was just a lot of you know, you'd be going down the main trails and you know, hard left or hard right, and uh, you know, there's a couple of places where we got turned around a little bit. But you do it was, miss wasn't too bad. The, the the so the alligator enduro is is a pretty famous race that that they moved to the Daytona Bike Week, and so you'd get a lot of pros to come down there, and they actually would sell out. And I don't know if they still do, but they 
I was lucky enough to get there and race it. And I think it was a connection through Wiseco because I worked for Wiseco and I we sponsored the event. So they, I think I shamed them into taking my money or something. <laughs> but and I still paid. But uh, how's the turnout? Do they do they sell out or is it is it huge still or? Um yeah, it was pretty big. Um I don't know the exact number, but um was it was, more than uh, six? <laughs> yeah, definitely more than six. Okay, good. I just want to try to round up to a number here. So the um that's a that's a race was that something you had planned on your schedule or something with your sponsors or something you just wanted to do you said you've never done it before yeah you know um i've always been struggling uh with national enduros and uh, i did the first one and i got third there and figured i'd just keep the ball rolling and ended up staying down i wasn't actually planned on staying down and uh you know my boss let me get off work for the the week so stayed down raced it and then actually turned out real good ended up uh Went in pro two and then fourth uh, overall, so that was that was my best finish so far. Nice, bro. No, uh, no alligators. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see any. Apparently, there was a big snake. I missed it. But oh, a lot of a lot of other guys ran it over. I got a story for you. We were at Chadwick. Okay, well, I can't really. It's a story I heard. But you ever ridden at Chadwick, Missouri? No. Nah, Mark Twain Forest. It's really technical, Rocky. We were there a couple weeks ago. And we were the the park, the camp ranger or whatever, dude. He's from Iowa. He's he's a local guy that winters down there, and rides. And he's taking us on all the single track that you know the sneaky stuff that people don't know about. It's not marked or anything. And uh, he, we stop, and he was telling us a story about how he said the snakes are starting to come out. And he was telling a story about how the rattlesnakes are crossbreeding with the black snakes. So there's no they're 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 poisonous supposedly, but there's no warning. They don't rattle. Or whatever and uh so th- these guys were riding and there was like a whole ball of them they were like babies or i don't know what they were doing staying warm or something and <clears throat> the, a guy roosted him and it landed on the guy behind him and his handlebars on his number plate oh, or something man. yeah so the guy just ghost rides his bike and the dnr end up coming in there excuse me dnr end up coming in there and like collecting as many of them as they can in a sack and take them out of there buddy i'm telling you if i heard about a snake in florida and i was racing i'd either go really really fast or i'd load up and go home because yeah i'm scared yeah, I'm of snakes not a, i'm not a big fan of snakes either and uh actually i think i saw a picture of it i guess they must have killed it but uh i saw a couple different guys posting about it now what well, what, what about uh what about coyotes and and other forms of wildlife what are you fond of uh, uh none Okay. I, guess All right. I, like, I like dogs and cats. Dogs, like cats, them. and eagles. I don't like dogs that much anymore. No? I don't dislike them. I just well, don't want to deal you, with it. You lost your dog, and, and I understand it. It's it's a, it's a tough deal when you lose a And a, a cat. Your dog ate the cat? No, I lost a dog and a cat and a grandma and a dad and an, and an aunt all kind of the same oh, time. Yeah, no doubt, dude. You were hit and hit and hit and hammered. And then I got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm good. Everybody now goes we're riding dirt that. bikes again, Tegan. Everything's good. There you go. Yeah. You know, Tegan, my mother died uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, that's terrible. Sorry yeah. to do that. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Why did bring <laughs> Just bringing that up. Anyway. So, Tegan, <laughs> tell us about you. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Just glad to be back racing. You know, had a tough uh, season last year. Just took a break and hung out, did some rides, hung out with family and friends. And, did it make you, you know. crave racing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. Sometimes a break is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seemed to work for me. 
made you know made some changes this year too, and uh, they seem to be working out. Do you um, you do a lot of pedaling and spin classes that kind of crap? Uh, I you know stationary bike at home. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so you know the winter's been been pretty rough. So just trying to do you know CrossFit kind of. Sure. Oh, CrossFit. And, yeah, not CrossFit, but that kind of you know high intensity. Sure. Kind of workouts. You know. What were you, how did you react or how did your body react? I guess you had already been racing maybe with the National Enduro, but did GNCC, um, Palatka is always kind of hard on guys. I raced it in the morning race. Um, let me rephrase it. I DNF the morning race. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you like that race? I, hey, hang on now. You, you DNF the morning race? I didn't finish. Okay. I Good. did a belly flop at 40 mile an hour. Oh, I had a boy. little problem, oh, but geez. Yeah, out there by the start, you know where those tree roots, like one, a couple of them yeah. snuck up yeah, on the, me. And, the, the faster section there. Yeah, I hate it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, how'd you do? How'd you how'd you fare? Um, I did pretty good. Um, I was running up with the lead pack there and then actually ran into some brake problems. I had to pull in and lost about a, probably, if I had to guess, a minute or so. and Kind of lost that lead pack and then the rest of the day I was just kind of riding by myself. It seemed like. I think that place is so technical and so physical. Everybody was so spread out that I just kind of rode the whole day by myself, really. Not, not too exciting, but... That sounds lonesome. When you're racing yeah. like that, do you prefer to have somebody to chase? Do you prefer to have somebody pushing you? Or do you yeah. like riding your own deal and just focusing on your hitting your lines and that kind of thing? No, Georgia was a different story. I was, you know, up in the you know, the top three uh, most of the day, and that was awesome. We were going back and forth with... Uh, couple different guys there and that was that was a real fun race i like that yeah on I, we had a race this weekend and i was i was um there was a time when you know i didn't get tired at all which is bizarre for me but because i'm getting old you know i'm 41 and it was a sand race it was it was kind of whooped out and got rough but there was times when there was i wasn't lapping anyone there was nobody immediately in front of me and i i kind of just got bored for a little while and then i'd see somebody and he'd give me kind of a rabbit to chase you know and sometimes i think as racers it's it's better to have you know even just even yeah, if it's somebody that's roosting you it's almost better to have somebody chasing you to, to chase rather than just out riding <laughs> yeah definitely i think that's why i kind of always struggled in the uh the national enduros because you know you're, you're passing some you know other lines ahead of you but for the most part you're riding by yourself all day and that's I think I always struggled, and I always liked the GNCC style head-to-head, you know, a lot better. When there's motocross sections in the tracks, do you do you like that, or or do you like Crawfordsville, or, or what are your what are your strong suits? What do you like as a rider? Yeah, I uh, I ride mostly moto until I guess this past year. That was one of the things I changed, but you know, for the most part, I was always found on moto track riding moto. Uh, there's not a whole lot of you know areas to ride trails. Uh, where I'm from, so we we'll always end up at the moto track. You know, I like the big jumps and the whip and all that. So you're, um, you grew up racing motocross, in other words? No, just, just riding it. That was my main, you know, I'd ride that and then go race hair scrambles on the weekends. But, you know, I did a handful of motocrosses. I did okay. It's just, you'd be, it seemed like you'd be there all day and you would ride, you know, a total of 20, 30 minutes, you know, especially in the amateur classes and i like going to hair scrambles and doros like you ride all day yeah you're you're there you're gone 12 hours from the house and you got yeah. 40 minutes of riding in versus you're yeah. gone six hours from the house maybe 
and you're whooped. You don't need to get back on the bike for a couple of days because exactly. you've got you plenty. Got your money for it. Yep. Um, so the, the GNCC is, is, uh, three hours for you guys in the afternoon race with the pros. Um, yeah. how's that been? I mean, that's the only series other than an enduro, which you get breaks, you know, typically, um, how does that, uh, fare for you? Do you, do you like, you know, you're doing sprint enduros. Do you, do you prefer the sprints or do you prefer the three hours or mm. are you partial I'm to not, one or the other? I'm not a huge fan of the three hour. You know, I definitely like Georgia. I was running up front, faded there towards the end. You know, still trying to work my way into race shape, but uh, um, I like the I like the head to head racing. But the sprint doors are definitely a blast. And you you know, those get cool how you get so close on time. I mean, we're all usually within a couple seconds from you know first to first to fifth is usually all within three or four seconds. It's yeah. crazy. It's, that, it, it is crazy cool that too. after three hours, you guys are that close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the same time, you're racing the same track, right? I mean, same track. Equipment is similar. Not yeah, the same. Yeah, man, this, if, you, if you went and rode a GNCC or even watched one in person, and you right. watched these guys, how fast they're blitzing through the woods. Right. And the stuff that, that changes every lap or many times in a lap, you know, different guys have different, you know, and there's – multiple different lines that you guys take and because it's a gncc that's the nature of it it's wide and, and a lot of times atvs will race you know on same same course and, and that kind of thing and um it's it is really impressive that you guys can somehow um maintain maintain that 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 such little distance in between each other do you wear a heart monitor when you race we were talking about this last week with uh Stu or somebody, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, about how they, his heart rate's like 200 for three hours, which is unreal. Yeah, that's one thing I really haven't gotten into was the, the heart rate side of things. I, I had a strap for a little bit, but, you know, I was reading it. I didn't really know much about it, just how to, you know, track and see where it was. It didn't, didn't do a lot for me, so I kind of got away from that. What kind of bike are you riding? A uh, KTM 250XC, 19. Yeah, the... Uh two-stroke four-stroke uh two-stroke yeah that was one of the changes i did for this year went back to the two-stroke and really liking it take less energy you find to ride uh, some of the more technical stuff on a two-stroke or do you um the biggest thing off the bat was uh the start of last year i was pretty much last off the line in every event and, uh, that was you know that was really frustrating and just having a two-stroke being up front in the lead pack and being able to hang up there is uh another thing and the power, I think, uh, you know, compared to a stock 250 four-stroke is, you know, is a lot more. But you got these guys, you know, scooping up the 250s. I think it's just more competitive, you know, at a stock a stock level. Definitely cheaper to maintain for, like, oh, top yeah. ends and that kind of thing. Do you uh, – are you running the TPI or the, or the carburetor model? Uh, the carburetor model. Uh, the, the key and carb on it. Yep. That's just, you know, just that's just what I'm used to and know how to jet you know, Tony, that in the past. Tony, sometimes you talk over our listeners' heads with the TPI is what? Okay, so TPI is like basically it's called transfer port injection. It's like a, a, a fuel-injected two-stroke. Okay. It's okay. new technology from KTM and Husqvarna, which is a shared engine. Is it becoming an industry standard? Not yet. And they've had some issues. They've had their their share of issues with TPI. And, and maybe Tegan has some experience with that or not. I don't know. But um, I just got a Husky 300. Ooh. And and I did the. I exact never thought I'd hear you say that. I know, but I just 
I wanted a legit woods bike and a two stroke again. So I mean, I've got my RM two fifties, and they're just they're just old, and now they're they're more nostalgic, cool to ride than they are to go three hours from home or more and and hope the thing doesn't break. So um, I got me at the Husky three hundred over Edwards Motorsports and uh, Council Bluffs, and they treated me great on it. And uh, and you, I did the exact same thing you did, Tegan. I put the key and carburetor on it, took the Makuni off. Um, I just actually broke some reeds and it's a new bike. I mean, it's fairly new by my standards. Anyway, the things like, it looks like brand new bike and I haven't ridden it that much because like you, the winter was brutal. And when I went South, I didn't take that bike. I went and rode motocross. And, um, so Saturday I was just, I was just riding it and the, uh, I sucked the reeds completely into the engine the inside wow. reads and they're Man. and they're they're come from carbon fiber so i don't know if you've had any experience with that or not but i i changed it for the uh the uh, uh v-force reads and okay. uh moto tesserini and they actually if i can tell the difference the bike's snappier i really like it it's uh i'm on the 300 not the 250 but um yeah. I, have you have you had any issues with that no you know all grow up, growing up racing two strokes, I don't think I've ever really replaced reeds. And I've heard of other people having problems. But I've I've never really had anything happen to mine. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, I did hope you put, don't. Uh, I did put a different head on mine. Did that too, and that seemed to put the SX head on mine. Give a little, really give a little bit more power. Huh. Interesting. And so, um, and so Scott talking about that the the Husqvarna and the KTM everybody knows this that they're owned by the same company and right. they uh, one's white and one's orange but they smell a lot like the same bike really mine's got uh, a linkage on it well I, we've actually talked about that right I mean yeah we've talked about it a bunch but yours does not have a linkage does it yeah mine does yep oh it does okay so you're yep. riding the basically the same bike I am it's just yeah yep. Yep. Only faster. <clears throat> he only he's riding it a lot faster. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't ridden with him, but uh <laughs> Hey Tegan, up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, man? Sponsors? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? You? Uh yes. Uh JDP uh suspension. Jay and Clay there and then Ride on Moto KTM, John Ruins, everybody working there. Uh Traction MX and uh five six oh graphics. Well, partner, you've been a tremendous guest. We appreciate it. I hope you come back. And uh, we were going to play a, a, a special song for you, Georgia, but uh, apparently it's nowhere available online, even though it is one of the most popular songs that Ray Charles ever did, and it's no longer available on the internet. Um, it's, it's really strange. It's it's. Uh, I think there's a conspiracy thing going on. Anyway, uh, Tegan, uh, good talk with you, brother. Uh, keep us posted on what's going on. We'll have you on anytime. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, yeah. buddy. Best to your, your folks, okay? Will do. There we go. Um, originally had Evan Smith scheduled for this hour, but uh, having some issues in uh, connecting up with Evan, uh, we will uh, look to rebook him. Coming up next hour, Brandon Robinson, Jake Johnson, and a very special uh, interview as well that uh, Jack is going to be surprising us with. And it's, I believe Leanne DeLeon, the executive producer of our online version, uh, has selected the interview. So that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And um, we'll have more on the Mueller report as well. <laughs> no, we won't. Anyway, stick around. Back after this.
Hi, this is Leslie Porterfield from High Five Cycles, fastest woman in the world on a motorcycle. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hickland Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hi, I'm Danny Walker of American Super Camp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass, uh, Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, two guests on the program in hour number one, Bobby Fong and Tegan Temple. Outstanding. If you missed either one of them, you can go back to our website or get our app. Better yet, get our app and uh, uh, click on them. Listen to each of them several times. That's what a lot of people do. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about, uh, was it Seattle, Tony? Is that what we're, we're yep. talking about? Yep, okay. the Seattle Supercross. First of all, let's let's talk about the results. Okay, the 450 Supercross results. Tony, go through uh, one through three. 
Okay, Marvin wins the race. Mm-hmm. Ken Rocks and Eli Tomac. It's, so those any surprise there for you other than Marvin? Uh, almost uncontested. Well, the point. surprise, I guess, would be this is the worst race that Cooper Webb has had all season, right? With a fourth place, but even that's your boy. Well, I, I'm not saying he's my boy, I, but I will make the claim that I believe this is his championship, uh-huh. and he's to lose. I think he's he's um, okay. So here's the thing: what? They, so Cooper Webb has this this uh, pretty good lead going, right? In the um, going into this race, okay, he has a crap race by his standards. Fourth place, he doesn't cra- crash or anything like that. But fourth place for him is okay. Marvin wins his second race in a row. But he screws it up by jumping on the red cross flag. Wheels on the ground, red cross. Everybody knows that's the rule. Okay, so he jumps through there with Kenny Roxon in in tow, Eli Tomek in tow, Cooper Webb in tow. None of them jump. Nobody violates the point. So here's the thing that's screwy about – I think the FIN – I I am not a fan of – when I, when I was involved in a team, we had conversations with John Gallagher. I'm just not a fan of the inconsistency and how they do this. But, you know, we finally see a good race. And by the end of the TV broadcast, when I say a good race, I meant to say we finally see a good race in Seattle. Right. Usually it's raining <laughs> and crappy. It was a technical track. Wow. Good whoop sections. We had It was good racing. It was, it was a good track. They... And they lucked out on the weather. I don't know why they wouldn't put a roof on the in, in Seattle. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen and, and why we keep going there as a series. But they have a good race. And so Marvin makes this mistake. They give him a seven point. They dock him seven points. That's the penalty, right? Right. right. So he should have he should have been docked the win. They let him keep his win, but dock his money and his points. It's so stupid. So Ken Roxon should have been gotten the win, but and and they should have taken Muskins two. They should have taken him down two 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 positions. But instead, they give him the win, and and take away his purse and his and his points. So there's an asterisk by that win anyway. So who cares? Um. So I say, Kenny. Uh, uh, Cooper Webb is going to win this championship. And I've Overall, been saying that. that you have said it. I've been saying that. Okay. Consistent. So here's the thing. He has a crap race. He finishes fourth. His closest competitor gets docked seven points. So there's nothing gained, nothing lost. Cooper has his bad race, and he still doesn't lose any points to his closest competitor, who is his teammate, Marvin Muskin. Okay. It's it's crap. It's it's such crap. It's in so for so many reasons. And the biggest one is they have a rule in place. You jump on it, you get docked a couple points, a couple, okay. a couple let's, places, and they let's, didn't. Let's dive in. Let's let's drill down for the next three and a half, four minutes, okay? Um, and this is uh, great coverage, by the way, by our friends at RacerX. Um, how did they decide on Marvin's penalty? Well, I'm going to tell you how. Uh, okay, really, I'm good because I haven't read, I haven't seen this. Okay, and so you're flying blind. Uh, there really wasn't much to decide. It says the AMA uh, FIM Supercross rulebook says, um, and and by the way, there are rules on jumping through a red cross flag. You've touched on that, uh, and the emphasis truly is on our sport, not just on a rider. It's on the sport. So this is a common, uh, common held. Uh, it's commonly known that this is not 
something you do, and it's for safety, right? So during practice and qualifying, the loss of the fastest lap time during that session it, it comes into play. During heat or LCQ races, the loss of a number of positions gained plus two additional positions in the final results for that race. C, and this is where it gets sticky. During a main event race, if no positions were gained, right, if no positions were gained, the penalty will be the points and purse equal to two positions in the final results for that race plus two additional points. Oh, so it does say so, in the rule book. Oh, See, yeah, I didn't know that. So Yeah. Okay. And so. that, but, but therein still lies my, my, my indecision about jumping on the rule book saying this is cool because you've taken his money, right? And now you're going to deduct, and what was the total points deducted? Six? Seven. Seven. All right. That could be the difference maker. If you recall, Marvin's had two incredible races back to back. Yes. All right. If he loses the season by seven points. Or less. I am going to be very upset. Well, uh, see, that's that's cool that you brought that up because I hadn't read that. And I didn't know. I, I My understanding of the rule book was, it's two point. It's two positions. That's in a heat race. I I think that rule has been written more recent than I was involved in in uh, a team because that's not how we remember it. But so so the the uh, there are other rules within that rule. In other words, more yeah. declarations. But that's the one that applies to Marvin in this situation. Okay. Um, Which is what you know. You, you well, that could, being said, then that's the rule, and that's that's how it went. Now. The bummer for Marvin is, is he could have won it without having to jump that deal. But it did gap Kenny. We're assuming that Marvin knew about the flag and did it anyway. Why would he do that? He wouldn't do it. Look at the video, though. Everybody behind him saw it. He's jumping it. So they're focused on their Was competitor. he committed by the time he saw no, it? No. Okay. It was right. way... He even slams on the brakes and then goes ahead and jumps stuff. It's... It's goofy so how he did it. It's a fan I, favorite. That's what he's doing. He's making the happy fans. That's what it is, yeah, Tony. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Obviously, this discussion will continue. And again, if he does lose the season by seven points, it'll be discussed for years. It Number will, 25, Marvin Muscat. Uh, it will be discussed in his house for years. I'm sure of that. <laughs> and in his pits. I tell you what, uh, I invite you to stick around. Brandon Robinson, Jake Johnson, and a very special interview scheduled in our third period of our number two. Stick around. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production and Evergreen Podcast System. Back after the short timeout, top of the hours up next. Jack, take it away. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. Do you know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. And you know, part of our deal with uh, RacerX, we always tell you, check out their website. Uh, grab up a subscription. You might get a free T-shirt or a, uh, what do you call it, Tony, a calendar or something, bottle opener. Mm. I got the coolest bottle opener in Pittsburgh at the NCAAs. You know, I was there announcing the NCAAs this last week, right? And uh, uh, one of our sponsors, Barbarian Apparel, uh, has this uh, incredible flat, looks like about the size of a credit card, and it has a bottle opener on it. Perfect timing for me. Since you don't drink beer, well, you could maybe have some root beer. Well, he said that. He maybe said, a good sarsaparilla or something. It'll open up a, a root beer bottle. But, it's like uh, a credit card thing you put in your wallet and it's yeah, got a... Yeah. What There's else can no you do? knife on it. Can There's you no like... Knife. But could you like maybe... Whoop, whoop, whoop. Maybe... No, I'm not doing the rap thing. Okay, I'm, sorry. Could you like maybe file it down on the on the concrete floor and maybe like make a shiv out of it sure, or something? Sure, I could cut somebody. That'd you be bet. sick, bro. You, a piece of metal that thin anyway, you should be able to arc it through the air and cut somebody's jugular. Let's give it a shot. I got it out in the car. Mm. I'll go get it. And uh, Jack, you want to you participate in the experiment? No. Oh, okay then. Go to the rough side of Des Moines later and see what's up. <laughs> Maybe we go to the east side. No, I will be going home after this. All right. Well. By the way, uh, congratulations to my mother-in-law, who is now 97. Gee, uh, she's going to be inducted into the East High Hall of Fame. And uh, they did her interview earlier this week. And um, what an outstanding job she did uh, with the Q&A and the memories and all that kind of stuff. So should be a, a bundle of fun on the 10th of next month as we have, uh, I think it's a luncheon. And uh, it'd, be, it'd be a neat way to kind of salute her and her many years of service to uh, Des Moines Public Schools. She was a teacher or what? No, she was uh, the one that makes the, the school go. She was the... Lunch the, lady? The... <laughs> for me it was yeah no for for her she, she was a secretary yeah. by the way my uh, my goal in life is to be able to make cinnamon rolls and regular rolls as tall as the lunch ladies did i have no idea how they did it you're the strange you're st i said this off air many times you're probably my strangest friend i am you're a weirdo well i know i've got it all written down and you too. don't use your front brake enough nearly enough well no i i have literally started to use my front brake more than my back brake ever 70 percent says it right on the, the uh, motorcycle Motorcycle license test 70 percent of your braking and a guy like brandon robinson maybe not so much brandon how much do you ride that front brake do you use the front do you ever use the back brake and if not why tt's oh man dude i use a back back brake all the time Thank she's you. glowing right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> brandon robinson our guest uh, in this particular portion of the program brought to you in part by hicklin power sports and wiseco wiseco if they're not at a dealer near you ask them say hey what's up and maybe they'll even carry wiseco products or be able to order it for you competing in american flat track twins is our guest brandon uh, how's that working out for you uh man it's been a pretty good start to the season for me honestly you know, I'm not notorious enough as a good TT rider, and I snuck out of Daytona with a with an eighth place, which I was pretty happy with overall. And then, uh, yeah, this past weekend in Atlanta, we were able to rip off the win at the short track. And uh, man, couldn't start the year off any better, switching teams and, and having a win already early in the season. So, a podium is uh, 
pretty big deal, I think, and for anybody, you know, just that early in the season to, to kind of sets the tone for you and and uh, probably a little bit of a motivator for you for the next round. So you can you're probably excited to go racing. Oh hell yeah, man! I get to I get to sit on this one for about four weeks, so it's pretty cool. You know, it's always good when you get a little bit of a break and you're the you know, like as, as I say, you're only as good as your last race. So I'm gonna be the guy you know, that won the last race for four weeks, so I get to sit on that confidence high and. And take that into Texas, and I'm pretty excited, man. It's uh, it's been a crazy little journey in the last year for me, you know, with uh, our last two years, I guess, you know, being with the Factory Harley team and you know, having some struggles there the last couple of years, and then taking the risk and walking away from that program to do a privateer deal on the Indian platform, and and uh, you know, I'm just excited that it's all kind of played out in my favor and it's all um, turning out for the better. If you said I'm going to win one race this year, would it have been Atlanta? Uh, man, I probably not, but I'll take it. There's a whole bunch left, right? Exactly. You know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good uh, overall on all the oval tracks, so I feel like I got a shot at 13 more. <laughs> so the, there was a time when uh, Mies, I thought, would it looked like Jared was going to run away from it, run away with it, I should say, from you and, and the rest of the field. Um, it, it took you some, some time to reel him back in, but um, what was there, about five, six laps left? You, uh, you 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 went to work on him. Talk about that, I guess. I mean, we all know Jared Meese too, and and we respect him. Um, for you though, as a as one of his peers, one of his competitors, you know, do you how do you go to work on a guy like that? And and what to, to kind of take us through the five la- six laps that you did it. Man, yeah, Jared is without a doubt the toughest competitor in flat track. Man, that guy is always on top of it. He's always trying to figure out ways to go faster. And- and anytime you think he's kind of out of it, he just figures it out, and he's always right there in the front of the main event. So you can never count him out, and and he always gets really, really good starts, and that's like his his number one saving grace. You know, he's, he's a great racer, but the starts are phenomenal. He gets out front, gets a clear track all the time, and able to put in good, consistent laps. And yeah, I was just kind of I was chasing him there. I got in the second, you know, fairly early in the race, and was able to work on, you know, grind it out and run him down a little bit, and. uh I knew about halfway through I had something for him. I had a shot to win, and um, I just wanted to buy my time. I didn't want to make my move too early because I knew how smart Jared is. You know, if I, if I pass him, I show him my line too early in the race, he can have enough time to figure it out and counter move on me. So I just sat there. I waited for the five laps of board to go, and and uh, I saw him making a little bit of mistakes in one and two, and and uh, as soon as I saw one more, I just pounced and I got around around the outside, and, and I just put my head down. I just tried to stay as consistent as smooth as possible. And, and uh, thankfully, he wasn't able to mount another charge, and I was able to cross the checkered flag with the win. So, when you say you saw him make a little mistake, is it something that we would have seen when I wasn't there at Atlanta? But something we could have seen uh, in the stands, maybe, or is it something like just a, you know, because you get off, you get out of the groove or whatever, just a little bit sometimes, and it's hard to recognize as a fan, but as a racer, you can, you know, you're looking down the line, you got that thousand yard stare or whatever it is, and you can. You know what I mean? You 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 know when he's going to break or when he's going to chop the gas and pitch it in or whatever. What what, what mistake did he make specifically? Um, for me, I mean, it wasn't a, a crazy big mistake. It was more or less just you just tell his bike and him. He was he was starting to get a little bit loose getting into the corners, especially in the middle of one and two. He was just breaking loose a little sideways, not rolling very good. And uh, man, that's where my strength was all all day. I was just rolling the center of the corners really really good and Gary able to keep the momentum rolling through the corners and. And as soon as I saw, saw him starting to struggle, I knew that was right. My uh, I placed a pounce on him, and uh, 
yeah, he just, like I said, he made a little bobble, just broke loose a little bit more than he might have had any other time in the race, and, and it just killed his killed his drive, and I was able to roll right around him. So, you know, just kind of little things that I see when I'm behind someone chasing them that I, I you know, I put in a, a plan of motion to try to pass somebody. We're talking with Brandon Robinson, who's uh, celebrating a win at the Atlanta Short Track here recently. Um, in this series the last year has been Indian. I mean, they've been so dominant. You're racing one. Um, Jared Meese obviously is on one. The The winner um, of the Daytona TT, Breyer, he was on one. Um, are we going to see anything besides an Indian win a race this year? I mean, even Henry Wiles is racing one. And so I'd say, hey, Peoria, there you go. We're going to see a Cowie win, but now he's on an Indian. So, are we going to see anything besides an Indian win? Um, I think on the miles you might see, you know, Smith on the Cowie and um, Yamaha's with like JT Beach and Jake Johnson potentially being up front. But man, those Indians are so good. Um, there's a reason they've been winning everything. You know, those purpose-built motorcycles, dude. They, uh, man, as soon as I hop on, hop on one here this winter. Um, after my my contract was up, I'm like, man, no wonder I've been getting my ass kicked the last couple of years. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they are phenomenal bikes, man. They are really, really good. And, uh, it's like riding an XR on steroids, man. They just work so good to put the power to the ground, and man, they accelerate like a Jap bike. So it's, it's kind of got the best of both worlds. And it was a perfect storm for Harley to, to lose. They come with a brand new platform. They 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 brought a knife to a gunfight. You right? They they uh, the, the XR I think would have done better than what they had. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, but Harley was committed with with running a new platform and you know i commend them for that you know they did they did a lot of uh done a lot of work to get them things to where they're at and you know obviously i think they're getting a little bit better yet still you know vandercoy uh he's had a couple fourth places to start the season so it's, it's cool to see them you know the sport needs harley to do well as well so um for me man i was just i was at a point where i need i'm getting kind of old so uh how old are you? Yeah, I'm closer. Uh, I'm 28 now. So, wow, that's just ancient. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well. I you getting the AARP card yet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I got a couple in the mail, yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> Social Security no, on that yet? I'm trying, trying. They won't give it to me yet. Yeah, good luck. Speaking of old, when you say you're 28, mm-hmm. You tell a guy like Chris Carr you're 28 and you're getting old and see what the. <laughs> He'll still kick your butt. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about on the track, but. Uh, Maybe in the pits. He's pretty short, though. Well, he, Chris is pretty short. He, I don't know. You take a few yeah, jabs I, and then run quickly. <laughs> you got a good foot and a half on him, I think, oh, Brandon. Yeah. Are you oh, looking yeah. forward to Texas half mile? Chris is like four foot eight. He is pretty short. Very tiny. He is pretty short, man. You got to uh, see his yeah. shoes. We're going to work with him later this year, Scott, <laughs> in Downport. <laughs> oh, is he coming? Yeah. He's going to be the he's gonna wear the hat, the grand poobah. Nice. And give him the, yep, the feather. Is, is, is our guest going to show up in uh in Dunport? I doubt it, but we're going to see him in Springfield the next day, aren't we? Or two uh-huh, days after. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, Texas, half mile, you looking forward to it? Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I got this momentum from Atlanta rolling into it, and, and actually Texas was the, the place I did my best last year on, on the XG, so uh, I'm looking forward to going there with the Indian and then seeing what we can uh, whip out on the night. It looks like we go to Arizona. Um, I know you go to Paris. Which is actually Paris, California, Paris, Southern Cal- yeah. Southern California, then Sacramento, um, and then we're going to do the mile number one, Springfield, which is um, huge. over uh, Memorial Day weekend, 
And then Lexington, Kentucky, the Red Mile. I've I've been there. Um, great track. Are you a fan? You like the red dirt? Yeah, man. I've, uh, I've had some pretty good results there the last two years, and track's pretty unique and cool, and the, the area is awesome, dude. It's like the horse country there is beautiful, so I'm looking forward to going back there for sure. They still build Toyotas there? Like if I know. <laughs> Maybe you'll win a Toyota. I think they're building Toyotas uh, everywhere now. Yeah, they did. They used to build them in Lexington, Kentucky. I sure. remember we went there. Huh. Um, so all these 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 events I'm talking about. Is there any that you just go, man? I don't think we should be racing there. I or I <laughs> or I wish I didn't have to go race that one. Man, if I said I didn't wish I had to go to one, it'd probably be that Arizona TT. That, that seems kind of wild. There's a lot of jumps in it, some big stuff, and uh, a lot of unknowns. You know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. So that's kind of one I'm not overly looking forward to, but. Um, I don't know. We're all racers. We all got the same track, so I got to go there and, and suck it up, you know, and, and do my job. That's in Chandler, right? I believe so, yeah, right yeah. outside Phoenix. Yep, yep. The Wild Horse something or other park. Um, you're not the only guy to talk about that one, that they <laughs> they maybe take early. Maybe that's why Law Tigers is the title sponsor of that one. Maybe yeah, like uh, – <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you're, you're – uh, Equipment, obviously, you've got to be stoked on it. Riding the Indian, um, it seems to be working for you. Um, so the bike that when you originally threw your leg over that bike, yeah, and the bike that you won on this past race in Atlanta on the twenty third uh, this past weekend, do, do you? How much different is it? I mean, is it pretty much? Well, it's not bone stock. <clears throat> no, I, I don't mean that. I just mean like how much. How much setup has there been gone gone into it for Brandon Robinson versus what Jared's racing or whatever? Um, honestly, not too much. You know, from the first time I rode it, we've made pretty similar or pretty significant changes, um, like small ones, really. Uh, you know, the suspension's actually the same stuff that I started on. Uh, we obviously, we got it done for myself going into it, but... Uh, you know, realistically, we haven't changed forks or shocks or nothing. I mean, we, we played a little bit around with, you know, eccentrics and moving the front end out and back and, you know, giving some more swing arm angle and stuff, but just little things, you know. It's crazy how good those bikes work. It, the biggest thing for me was just getting comfortable on it, not not being used to what that bike was going to do underneath me and trusting what the bike was going to do. And I haven't had a bike underneath me in the last couple of years that I, I go to the corner, I'm like thinking, oh, man, I can still go in harder. You know, it, it's kind of one of them so... Um, trying to find those limits and boundaries. That's that's the biggest uh, challenge for me right now. So it's just power to the ground. The, the thing, obviously, the chassis is terrific. Tons of power. Mm. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited for you, Brandon. I'm I'm glad to see you get a win. Um, who are? Is there anything new going on other than the motorcycle? Is there anything else? Is there more to the story for you as far as? maybe your training, maybe your personal life that you want to share that's been a positive for your racing program? And, uh, honestly, everything's pretty much been the same. I've actually been, uh, I've been in a camp for the last three months in, in Florida training. <laughs> so, um, kind of our old school route, that, you know, fly track style, living out of the van and living out of a camper. You know, I don't have that fancy glamorous factory life anymore so i've kind of low budgeted things this year but it's uh it comes and goes cool. i'm just getting back to the basics man and i think i guess that makes you hungry or makes you want to want it more i don't exactly. want to have a real job so. you train with johnny or who, who are you doing who are you hanging out with in florida 
Um, the last couple of months I've been down here with uh, Jared Vandercoy and Corey Texter, and uh, we've had um, you know the Bauman brothers are both there. Te- cool. Chino's- there as well, and uh, yeah, just uh, just a bunch of people coming up. Like slowly, we're hanging uh, out with Johnny Rock Page. I don't know if you knew that. Ah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> dude rocks. <laughs> no, we're uh, not. Yeah. No, we're not. Do you know who Johnny Rock Page is? Oh, I know exactly who he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend, dude. He is a legend. Uh, remember that time he ran for president? Yep, yep. And then he got caught stealing uh, like a money machine or something. No, that's not true at all. He. <laughs> Scott, what's the deal with him and Paris Hilton? I don't know. Paris has kind of fallen off the radar, isn't she? She's considering changing her name from Paris Hilton to Paris Hyatt. It's just another hotel change. That's you see a what stupid I did there? joke. Yeah, works for me. All right, Brandon, who do you want to thank for uh, helping you go racing? Ah uh, man, this year obviously Jerry Kennedy first and foremost, uh, Kennedy Racing, uh, crew chief Brent Armbruster and the Armbruster family, and then just all of our smaller sponsors, like Rye Helmets, Motion Pro, Saddleman, Full Spectrum, Evans Coolant. Uh, man, there's so many people. Kicker Radio, uh, so many people that just help us out. And what does Kicker things. Radio do for you? Oh, uh, man, hook us up with some badass stereos. Yeah. All kinds of goodies. So, so your, yeah. your, your, your bike has got a, what, stereo on it and multiple speakers course, and man. stuff? Everything does. Nice. <laughs> Makes real... Makes real motorcycle noises, doesn't it? <laughs> Got the Sprinter yeah. van just rocking, don't you? Ooh, hey. Always. They're bumping going down the road. Dude. Bumping. Did you hear what oh, he yeah. did there, Tony? You know what? That when you're... You know you've got it figured out when you can when you've got your four year old in the back of your sprinter van yeah. and you're on your way to the races yeah. and you're listening to the Elmo song or whatever and you can hear the subs kinda going. That's when I get a little bit of a smile. I'm like that's right. What about the shark song? Is she, yeah, is that's she, shark doo doo doo. Dude, we went. So I had to drop a bike off yesterday. A guy working on it for me because I hate working on motorcycles. And it's a, a town that's like thirty minutes away. And my buddies, uh, like this couple that I was, I took my chick and my kid, and and this couple like they wanted to take us out to dinner. I'm like, well, how about we go to over to this other town? I got to drop a bike off. So we take the Sprinter van because it fits everybody. And I yeah. got the bike in the back, and. Um, I played that Baby Shark yeah, song. Yeah. I kind of like it. I've not worn out of it yet. Charlotte, my daughter, loves it. And, and Susan Dude, you can sing that song. I about got thrown out of the van while I was driving for playing that song. Everybody hates that song, I guess. Well, uh, there are several stars on uh, on the YouTube that are singing it to their kids. They apparently like it. I bet they don't still. <laughs> there it is. My God, Leanne is actually doing the shark thing. <laughs> All right, here's the deal, Brandon. This is now your song, your official song. Every time you're on the show, you're the lucky. Ba- my walk- That's my new walkout song. Your new walkout song. Yeah. All right, buddy boy. Hey, have a good one. Thanks for joining us, and appreciate you playing along. Okay. No worries, guys. Appreciate you having me on again. You betcha, man. Brandon Robinson. And uh, no relation to uh, the Swiss family, Robinson, apparently. You don't know that. You well, didn't ask him. I, 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 is he gone? Is nice. Brandon gone? Jack, can you bring him back up uh, real, real quick? Oh, Brandon, are you uh, any relation to the Swiss family, Robinson? There's a good possibility. Mm. See? Okay. Got well. the same last name, man. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll look up that but they're Swiss, right? They're Swiss. Yeah, I don't know. I might be from Swiss. 
<laughs> you like Swiss cheese? Yeah, I do. Back after this. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Kevin Schwant here, 1993 500cc world champ. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, shout out to uh, all of our men and women of law enforcement, and surely those that serve our country, no matter the uniform they wear or where they serve. Uh, you guys are always in our thoughts and our prayers, and uh, we appreciate your service. Thank you very much. And did I say uh, did I say firefighters as well? Did you see this story, Jack? Uh, Des Moines police officers were were called to assist in traffic and whatnot around a fire um, in a neighborhood here in Des Moines, where our mm-hmm. our home studios are. Yep. And they were throwing little children out the window to get them away from the fire. Yep, they did that and caught each of them, yeah. got them on the ground. They yeah. were fine. And and what's cool, these four officers, I think, are going to get some kind of a commendation. They should. Yes, they but, should. But uh, they, they saved those little babies. And uh, congratulations to, and a recognition, tip of the cap, if you will, to how many, the... Huh? How many stories do they throw these kids down? Three. Three stories. They Three threw stories. Sh- babies, and they caught them, and they aren't... Got you. You bet. They caught them. That's a, that's what's amazing because you can see the body cams of these babies coming at these officers. And then what did the cops do? They jump out too, or what? They no, were the cops were on the ground waiting for their babies to be thrown to them by the parents. Oh, the parents threw them. Yeah. Yes, ten four. I get it. What about the parents? They uh, they had to go in and get them, but they got them. Yeah, nobody was hurting that fire. That was God. amazing too because you could see the fire coming out the windows. Bad. Yeah. So, uh, again, tip of the cap to uh, our, our... That was here in town, huh? Uh, yeah. Men and women of law enforcement. It was an early morning fire. Like yeah. about 3, 3.30 yeah, in the morning. Yeah, 3, 3.30 yeah, so in the that's, morning. That's not early morning. That's middle of the night. Well, for some. Um, for some people, Depends like those cops. Friday guess what? Night morning. Or a Saturday <laughs> night or a Wednesday night, I guess. Welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen uh, podcast system, if you will. Uh, I do want to thank our friends uh, Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, as always, producing this very program. I'm Scott Casper for Tony Wink. And uh, PJ, uh, I understand, will be back again next week. But uh, he had some uh, business to attend to. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing and their light hydrogen line, the very first true light racewear to the uh, market and the original gear line to define the minimalist effort. Now, lightweight, you bet. They got that going on in spades. But when you're first to the market, what do you have to do, Tony? You got to do what? Got to keep it pinned. What? Stay on the gas. Fly continues to develop and improve their premium gear with the addition of the boa system which i I really think is super smart uh this revolutionary waste adjustment system offers fast on the fly micro adjustability with a truly dialed in fit a simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance comfort and convenience those are all things riders you know desperately need and and uh, crave so yeah we're going to invite you to check out fly online go to flyracing.com ask for it at a dealer near you tony 
All right, our next guest is Jake Johnson, another very fast road racer, and uh, he finished eighth overall in the American Flat Track Twins last year with 11 top 10 finishes, including two podiums and a win at the Buffalo Chip. He joins us now. What's up, Jake? How are you? Hey, what's happening? How are you guys doing? We're fine, other than Scott. I mean, we're doing great. Um, <laughs> it's uh, nice to have one of my favorite flat track guys on the show, and I just... I don't know if I say that off air normally, but hmm. I'm I pretty big. You do. I'm pretty big Jake Johnson sure fan. Sure you are. Sure you are. JJ. You can call him JJ if you want. I'm gonna call him Jake Johnson. Okay. Yeah. How's it going so far, bud? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Obviously, uh, Daytona went fairly well for us. Uh, came out of there with third. Mm-hmm. You know, third place. Uh, kind of. You know, was hoping for better, but uh, you know kind of somewhat of a new team new bike um you know come out on the podium but track was tough too so uh come out of there in third was good and uh you know we had uh round two this past weekend in atlanta and i can say that i you know stunk the place up was uh <laughs> came home uh that's honesty right whopping there. 16th, 16th place. sucks jake so, uh yeah hmm. yeah that was uh zero to zero real quick talk about it what what's different what happened what happened uh just uh i think it's just some maybe just some growing pain uh like i said you know um uh with essence and racing again this year i was with them last year but uh this year it's kind of uh you know same you know team name team owner but uh you know basically a whole new crew we got you know five riders on the team uh some brand new Yamaha MT07 DTs, uh, so kind of developing a new bike, and you know Daytona, you know last couple years. I mean, most of my career I've always been a you know pretty good TT guy, so you know was able to uh, you know do well there. And Atlanta, who was uh, a pretty slippery uh, slippery short track, and uh, just you know just had trouble getting the getting the thing to hook up and go forward, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of didn't expect that going into it, but we knew that was going to be one of the tracks that, uh, you know, was, was going to be one of our toughest, and uh, it, it sure was. So, um, yeah, like I said, we learned a bunch, um, you know, stunk the place up, but uh, going to keep moving forward and, uh, you know, keep uh, keep trying to make this Yamaha go, go faster and faster. Obviously, Yamaha being the title sponsor of that event, I'm sure they had – you know, high hopes of, of, uh, a better finish. And I know you certainly did as a racer. Um, you've, uh, we know you can though. We've seen it over the years. Jake Johnson's not a new name in flat track. Um, the MT07 looks super cool, I think. Um, and you showed that, that, um, in Daytona it works. So, um, what's it take to make that bike run at the front with the Indians? Uh, I mean, just have to get some traction. Uh, you know, Daytona was, I mean, you know, who, who, for whoever saw it, it was, it was unique. You know, half the track was asphalt, you know, half was dirt. Um, you know, it was, it wasn't too technical of a racetrack as far as design. You know, it was kind of just basically two straightaways with, you know, one was asphalt, one was dirt, and there was a jump in the middle of the one of them. But, you know, it was bumpy, rough you know, kind of technical in that aspect. So, um, you know, it kind of separated the field a little bit. And, uh, 
you know, I think it was one of those tracks where, where setup didn't, didn't mean as much. I mean, you know, for us on these twins, on TTs, jumping them and turning left, right. And, I mean, to be honest, none of them are that good <laughs> for, for what we're trying to do with them. So, uh, you know, I like to believe that, uh, you know, the, you know, just rider ability, uh, you know, kind of stands out on those kinds of tracks. Um, but, uh, you know, a place like Atlanta, you know, slippery and just, uh, you know, just, just hard, hard to go, you know, forward. It's one of them tracks where, uh, you know, the harder you try, the slower you go. So, and I was apparently trying way too hard. So you're saying it's like self-defeating, right? I mean, you have to be, you have to be race a smart race as well. Uh, and then you combine that with intermittent speed and that's how you win a race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like I said, like that, you know, Atlanta, it was, if I had nobody in front of me, um, you know, I could be calm and smooth and, you know, put in some decent laps. Like, you know, I qualified. Okay. Uh, I think I qualified 10th or something like that. And, um, you know, soon as, uh, soon as the adrenaline started going and you had guys in front of you trying to pass you, the throttle hand got a little too fast and, uh, you know, had, had some smoke rolling off the tire. So, um, you know, like I said, I think there were some things that, uh, you know, I, I could have done better. Um, there's things that, you know, I, I think we need to improve on on the bike, but, uh, but it's, you know, it's still early, you know, only the second race on it. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was, we kind of knew going into it that that was, uh, that was going to be one of our toughest. So uh, I think we have some good tracks coming up, uh, Texas half mile, you know, that, that could be a little challenging for us. That could be, could be really similar to Atlanta, but, uh, you know, we have that, that crazy wild horse TT coming up. Um, uh, what do we got? Then we got Paris half mile, you know, and then we get in the miles where I think that, uh, that Yamaha is really going to shine. Is it fast? Uh, it's fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's fast. But, you know, I think that's, uh, one thing that kind of hurt us, uh, you know, at Atlanta, it's just, uh, you know, that was the type of track where you needed, needed a little John Deere tractor to, you know, just kind of chug around there and, and, uh, get the power down and, and, just build momentum where, you know, I think, uh, you know, in a sense, I think maybe we had a little bit too much power. That thing, you know, when that thing puts the, puts the tire to the ground and, and, uh, gets a hold of it, it, it goes in a hurry. So is that something Jake, uh, where you can, you can just change the throttle cam and, and, you know, slow the bike down or not slow it down, but you know, as a, as a rider, you being a guy that's a veteran that's been there and done that, is it something where you can recognize, Hey, I've got a, you know, I've got to, uh, I need to, you know, I'm a little excited or whatever, and the thing's got crazy motor. I got a crazy, you know, tons of motor underneath me. Put a, put a slower, you know, a lazy throttle cam or something like that on it, or am I just sounding stupid here? Uh, no, no, that definitely helps. Because that's um, usually Scott's I mean, job. I do. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely play with that kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of a... Uh you know, a, a quick little easy thing you can change, you know, in between sessions or, or, you know, in between heat race and main event or something, just kind of not say a band aid, but, you know, just kind of something to help you out. But, um, you know, we played a lot with a lot of that, um, on Saturday, you know, with, uh, ignition mapping and things, trying to, trying to mellow the bike out and make it, you know, as easy to ride as possible. Um, you know, but like, you know, 
unfortunately, we had the next day to, uh, you know, AFT kind of held a, like an open test um, the following day. So we learned a lot there. It's, uh, you know, it's hard on race day for us because it's, you know, we have basically 12, you know, or well, basically five laps of practice. And then we go straight into qualifying, you know, two five-lap rounds and, you know, one 10-lap semi and a main event. So, you know, you can make changes and, and things, but you don't want to, uh, you don't want to stray too far from what you have and, and you know, totally, uh, you know, totally mess up your night. So sure. Can you get... You try to creep up, try to creep up a little bit of on race day, but uh, without taking too big a risk. Um so I, I feel like that's kind of what happened. We were we were making changes, but we were a little scared to, you know, to really kind of screw ourselves. But you know, we were apparently there anyway. <laughs> can you? Uh, I mean, have you got some places where you can test coming into it where you're like, all right, let's, you know, and testing is a tedious thing. It always, you know, for people that don't know t- that haven't been there and done that, it's a long day to make very 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 small gains. Yeah, and you know, and and sometimes you, it's finding the correct facility to be able to do that, to simulate the the race conditions that you guys are going to go out there and have to compete in. Isn't, isn't that easy unless you're going racing on a Saturday night? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, testing and flat track is, is, is fairly new. I mean, over the last five, six years or so, you know, there's, there's a little more money and teams have budgets to do it, but I feel it's, it's probably one of the hardest, um, to go test, you know, like you said, it's, uh, you know, you, on a race day, you got, uh, you know, 80, a hundred motorcycles going around it, lay a groove down, you know, when you go test, you know, it's either by yourself or, you know, you got a couple teammates. Yeah. And, you're, you're not simulating, simulating, uh, race day. You're, you're working on points, I you mean, know, what, certain what, things. One, one thing that, uh, I've known living here in the Midwest in Iowa where the sprint car capital world's right down the street from us, a sprint car actually can work a track in pretty quickly, put down some good rubber for a groove track. And I've seen guys do it for testing purposes. And it's pretty interesting. Some of the things that the the guys can do if they know what they're, but not for a dirt bike track. Yeah. For, for a, for a flat track, it's, they do. Yeah. It it works pretty well. I'm sorry for a flat track. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can actually that makes good sense and Knoxville if you think about it that dirt is absolutely perfect it is good for for flat track racing it yep. absolutely is up against the clock dude who do you want to thank sponsors oh yeah I gotta of course thank uh, Essence and Racing uh, you know they're they've stepped up huge this year got a, That's got cool. a big operation going and uh, you know Monster Energy came on board we got Yamalube uh, Yamaha Racing SNS uh, Fly, WPS, Dianese, uh Motion Pro, Vortex, Pilot Flying J, uh, True Line, Utility Trailers, uh, Mechanical Truck Center, uh, Rye Helmet, uh, CD Boots, um, Five Gloves, and uh, of course uh, Light Shoe. Keep my keep my foot gliding across that that dirt every weekend. So uh, yeah, love it. So I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it without all those guys. And uh, yeah, I was just gonna going to keep fighting and uh, try to get that, that Yamaha moving forward. Get after him, bud. Do it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Jake Johnson's been our guest. Jake, thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Great conversation. Great conversation. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, go back and grab it. Bobby Fong, Evan Smith uh, was not on this week. We will rebook him. Tegan Temple was on. Brandon Robinson, Jake Johnson. A special uh, interview coming up. You're going to want to listen. It'll be after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Pit Pass. Hi, this is Ed Morland. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke. Strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Dual VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports and and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. <laughs> 
What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. Can't thank Tyler O'Hare enough. A great interview there, by the way. If you missed it, go back and grab it. I think you can learn something from it. God knows I did. Coming up next on the program, it is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Dean Wilson makes his triumphant return to the program, and uh, he joins us now. Dino, how are you? Doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Are you... uh at dinner, I, I saw something on Twitter uh, that you were at dinner enjoying a uh, night out. Yeah, we're we're uh, at my friend's birthday dinner, so uh, yeah, we. Unfortunately, the wait was really, really, really long, so that's why we're still here. But uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Someplace fancy like Applebee's or yeah, Chili's two for twenty. <laughs> 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 no, just uh, our uh, um, spot in Orlando we go to. On Tuesdays, and um, yeah, it was my friend's birthday, but somehow the, the wait was crazy. I'll tell your friend happy birthday, and sorry we, we dragged you out of there for a little bit. We won't uh, be no long. Problem. Dean, we uh, no I want to congratulate you on your success in uh, Supercross. You know, we, we followed the story, you uh, privateering it, and then, you know, getting the call when uh, Jason Anderson got hurt to represent the Rockstar Factory team, the Husky team. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of crazy because I, uh, you know, I, I was committed to doing my own thing at, you know, the beginning of the season, and Rockstar were a really big help, and, uh, you know, they they really had my back, and they wanted me on a Husqvarna, so, yeah, I decided to, uh, you know, do the season on my um, Husqvarna, and then Husky actually helped out really well, and uh, so... Yeah, I mean, Zach Osborne got injured at the beginning of the season, and yeah, it was um, that was a bummer. But I already had committed to a lot of really good sponsors that I got, like Ignite, PPD, and um, Art, the ATL Artificial Grass Liquidators. And O'Neill came on board, and Alpine Stars, and uh, 100%. I had some really, really good sponsors, and um, obviously Rockstar was the biggest one. And so, yeah. It was kind of crazy, so I I kind of declined the first offer that they gave me because I didn't want to just leave the guys that had me my back, you know, from the uh, beginning. So I kept racing. I was putting good results, and then Jason got hurt, and yeah, I fell that spot. So yeah, and obviously. Uh, yeah. You, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but that's how opportunities happen for, I mean, you, you've seen it, uh, you know, with Barsha's career, he was, you know, pretty much, you know, it was, it was a question mark if he was even going to go racing and, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's worked out for him obviously. And, and now this situation for you, um, and there's a, there's a balance there though, for a guy like you, where you say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't have a factory ride, so I'm going to do my own thing. And then you have all these sponsors that step up. How do you balance that, though, when you say, Hey, I am going to go ahead and take this ride on the factory Husky team? How do you, do you lose those sponsors or do you, do they not have to pay or, or can you bring them along? How does that work, Dean? Well, to be honest, I had a, I had a feeling that the opportunity was going to arise, you know, so. I told them from the very beginning before I signed my deal with them, like, listen, there's a good chance I'm going to be back on a factory team. I'm allowed to bring two or three personal sponsors. So, yeah, I mean, that's, they, they knew already. So when I got the call, it wasn't a big surprise. So, um, you know, those were the big sponsors, but a lot of um, other sponsors were, you know, that really helped put my program together, um, you know, were, 
it, it was hard to leave those guys because, you know, um, they were a really big help to put my bike together and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you can't let these opportunities slip. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been in, I was a privateer a couple of years ago and got on the team I'm on now and rode for them for two years. And unfortunately, I was actually, there was a chance that I was going to be on the team again this year and then they didn't take a third rider. And I kind of wish they did, but you know what? I've learned a lot from this and, uh, you know, the Rockstar Husky team's a great team. It's a lot like uh, family to me. So, we, we, you know, when I got up back on the team, it was honestly like I didn't even leave. So I'm just happy where I'm at and I'm enjoying myself. I'm working hard. And, yeah, just keep working to be on that ball. You know, it's a cruel sport, and you're, you're in this regard, that you can have all the success in the world. You can be on the pro circuit team. I mean, you can, you can have all the puzzle pieces go out and even win championships. And then by the time you get to the 450 class, there may not be a place for you to, to, to race. And oh, the 450. oh, sorry. Go ahead. So my, my point was, is, is you've got, it, it's, you go to, and I'm, I'm leading up to this. So you go out and you create a, a, a team and, and you get a sponsor like ignite CBD and and we just had Tyler O'Hara on. We just hung up with him, who's a, a professional a road racer. He's racing the Daytona 200, who has a CBD oil sponsor. And um, they haven't decided whether or not they're going to let him promote his sponsor. And and that was big news for you when you brought Ignite. Big news with Chad Reed and some of the other guys that have that have been. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is I mean, we just got done spending twenty minutes with Tyler talking about it. But what is your thought on on uh, a guy that goes and, and creates his own program, and then they tell you, "Nah, you can't you can't advertise that one." Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because they're coming into the sport and they're bringing money into the sport, and I think I I really. Honestly, like, I'm not a cannabis person or anything really like that. Like, I never have been. Obviously, I get water tested. It's not my cup of tea. But CBD is a completely different thing. And CBD really is a big benefit and, and help when it comes to your anxiety or your inflammation after training or stuff like that. And it's not a drug. And it's, it's going to eventually be okay. But it's just because... I felt like I was kind of the really first one on the Supercross scene to bring it on, and maybe in a in a you know in a big way. And the fact that when they blocked it, almost backfired because it got more publicity. And unfortunately for those guys, <laughs> Dan Blazarian, who is a very very big public figure, um, has such a big following, and he wasn't happy about that. And he let NBC know, which caused way more waves. <laughs> and it was, it was actually a bit interesting. But to be dead honest, CBD is, I think, a really great thing. Um, it, help, it helps me with anxiety, which I struggle with sometimes. And um, it, it, it's harmless. So I think they really need to chill on the CBD side of things. But I think it will get there. It's just a little bit of a gray area because a lot of people don't know a whole lot about it yet. It abs- You're absolutely uh, exactly on the money there, Dean. Uh, 
it's clearly coming in professional sports. We are dedicated to motorcycle racing, uh, all forms, and it's making its mark in both Supercross and road race. It's coming. We're gonna we're gonna see it in other professional sports. Bicycle racing is already, I think, ahead of motorcycling. We don't talk about it as much, but it, I think it's right. already in that sport. Preferably, in, we don't talk about it's, bicycling. It's in uh, <laughs> it's in a lot of professional sports and is only going to get bigger. Uh, clearly, the race organizers and promoters need to, you know, not look a gift horse in the mouth. This is a this is a, an industry that can benefit the racers. Well, here's the, the, I think One, the issue is though, yeah. PJ, is that it's not legal, or what it's derived from is not legal, or maybe some of these companies also sell marijuana that, to get you high in dirt, right. in particular states, and that's why they have the issue with it. I don't think it's a moral thing that they have. I think it's a it's a standpoint of whether they can legally do it, and I don't know if they still know, but um, you know. And if you want to talk about morals, are energy drinks good? Are some okay and some not? I don't know, but where would this sport be without Rockstar, Monster, Red Bull? Red Bull. Yeah, where would it be? I mean, at the end of the day, we have to make a living, you know? So when this opportunity comes, like, I'm trying to make a living and, and, you know, TV, I think it's something that I fully support. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to come around, but it's going to maybe take a year or two, but... I think, like, it's cool when I look back, maybe when my career is done or something, and CBD is going to be huge, I'll be like, hey, I kind of broke the mold in Supercross. I was kind of the first one with. For sure. Yeah, I think, and... uh um, I, I think I congratulate you on on bringing in a new sponsor and, and, and a new category even of sponsors. So I mean we've seen uh, already we've seen other 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 guys bringing on sponsors. So uh, right now you, what are you sitting six in the points? Yeah, I just I've been in best the whole season and I just lost six. I'm only a couple points back, but yeah, no everything's going good. I'm in a good main space and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, you know, obviously working hard, but. I feel good. I'm riding really good. All my qualifying times are literally like a tenth off of being the fastest. So I'm right there. I just need to get that start in the main event and I'll be good. But, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just happy where I'm at because I came from two full ACL reconstructions on both knees. Literally couldn't walk during the summer and worked really hard during the summer to get back on my two feet and came into Anaheim and I thought I was going to win it at one point, but I think I thought about that too much while I was leading it. <laughs> the, uh, it got to me and ended up fourth. But I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I may have been a privateer, but what it seems like to see is someone that doesn't give up. And, you know, I still believe that I can be one of the top, you know, one of the top guys in, in the sport. And, you know, I work hard to be there. So I think, you know, I've seen that. And obviously the writers got injured, but, you know, I'm just, I'm putting my everything I can into it, and that's all you can do at the end of the day, you know? For sure. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of... If there, I I think your fan base has grown this year a bunch, and it and I think it has. There's a story there, you know. You're 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 you're. I wouldn't say struggling, but you're building something. Everybody wants to root for an underdog, and then when you come out and you and you nearly win races, that's a story, and that's you know that's it's pretty awesome. Uh, this weekend is yeah. Daytona. Mm-hmm. You um, are you looking forward to it? It's it's kind of a pseudo home yeah. race for you since you're living down there, right? 
Right. Yeah, I can't wait for. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's a bit of a hybrid track. Obviously, it's a kind of outdoorsy, and I always ride really well at Daytona, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, just uh, we, you know, during the week we have like Daytona, kind of like a Daytona track we ride. So it's pretty fun. I obviously love the outdoors, and I love Supercross, so it's like the best combo of both. And it's definitely, uh, I would say, a man's track. So hopefully, the you know, it's a, it's a man this weekend. <laughs> well, an old man won it last year, so um, our buddy yeah. Justin Brighton. So, uh, hey, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Daytona, I'm going to fly out and watch it. It's it's always fun to watch Daytona. I I think, are they calling for rain or is it looking okay? I hope not. Um, I, w- I didn't get to write today because of the rain. And Florida is so hit or mess with the rain, so mm-hmm. hopefully it holds off. But, uh, I mean, whatever conditions we have, we'll just have to go with it. So, but no, Daytona is always just such a cool race because it's bike week and it's obviously at the NASCAR track and or Daytona Speedway, so it's just it's a super cool event and yeah, I just I just uh, really enjoy this race. All right, Dean, we'll let you get and back to dinner. To my, and I get to sleep in my own bed. So it's just cool. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations on your success, and we'll let you get back to dinner. Okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the call. Who do you want to thank? Anybody before we let you go? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of people I want to thank. I want to thank uh, probably my my family, my girlfriend. Uh, they were the ones that really stuck behind me at the beginning of the season. They've got me to this point. So those are a big help to me. Um, obviously, the Rockstar Husky team and Ignite, EGL, O'Neill, um, Alpine Stars, 100%. The list goes on, but, you know, my family and my girlfriend are really the backbone and uh, when I had nothing during the off season, they were there. So those are the main people for sure. And Sam, and, and uh, Big Sam, who no one really knows, but Big Sam is a huge help. All right, Wilson. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, thanks. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Pit That's our show for this week. We'd like to thank our guests, Bobby Fong, Tegan Temple, Brandon Robertson and Jake Johnson, and also Dean Wilson. We'll be back next week, same time. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit. 
the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.